Just to disclaim, sexual harassment is unwanted behaviour of a sexual nature which violates your dignity, makes you feel intimidated, degraded or humiliated and it creates a hostile or offensive environment. What do you know about Sarah Everard? Do you know anything about her? Yeah, well, about her case, I know that she was walking home from a friend's house, mm-hmm. as everybody has done in their life at some point, yeah. and happened to be at night, mm-hmm. and an off-duty police officer, I don't know whether he was driving or whether he was walking along, mm-hmm. decided to take her for whatever reason, I do not know, on the 2nd or 3rd of March, and then, what, two weeks later, her body's found in Kent. Yeah. And it's just disgusting. Yeah, it is. On so many levels. And there's a reason why it's had the reaction across the entire world, I'm going to say. Maybe it hasn't stretched across the entire world, but at least the United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Why it's had such a big effect on people is because this is a serious problem that has happened Mm -hmm. to so many people. So many women in particular. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... That's the thing right there. Um... We had originally planned um, to talk about something else for this for this episode, but um, with everything that's unfolded with Sarah and the coverage that this has got and, and the conversation, the collective conversation that's come up, um, yeah, it's just, I, I, I know I texted you just saying, like, I'm sorry, Dean, but, like, I, I need and want to talk about, about this, um... And that's that's kind of what we're here to do now. It's so it? necessary to talk about this. It is so necessary. It is especially so even women can hear from a guy's perspective that's completely and utterly. I'm not. I don't even want to say it on your side because it shouldn't be a thing of sides here. Like this is a disgusting crime. Yeah. Multiple crimes that have been yeah. committed, and it is just unfathomable that it's from the people that are supposed to protect us. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's it's not just that though, you know. No, it's definitely not. Um, just for a rundown, if you aren't in the UK, because <laughs> um, I know we've actually had a couple of listeners from around around the world now, which is crazy, isn't it? Um, I know. <laughs> anyway, so a policeman was charged with a kidnap and murder. Um, off after Sarah's remains were found in. In Woodland, in in Kent, um, police said that a woman had also been arrested on suspicion of assisting um, oh, wow. the man. Um, Sarah was, she was a 33-year-old who lived in South London and she was kidnapped, as you said, when walking home from her friend's house on the 3rd of March. Um, she had a 15-minute phone call with her boyfriend before she was kidnapped. So on that walk home, she called her boyfriend and she was talking to him for a whole 15 minutes. And then what happened, happened. Um, on the 10th of March, police revealed the uh, the detained police officer, 48-year-old Wayne uh, Cousins. I think that's how you say his second name. Hmm. Um, he had been arrested on suspicion of kidnap on the 9th of March um, and had been further arrested on suspicion of murder and a separate allegation of indecent exposure. So that's important to note. Mr. Uh, Cousins was charged with the kidnap and murder of uh, Miss Everard. 
on the 12th of March um, at his first court appearance on the 13th. Um, it was revealed that um, Sarah's body had been found in a large builder's bag um, and that she had she was identified um, from dental records. Uh, police also said that the woman arrested in connection with the investigation aged in her 30s has also been released on bail um, to return to a police station on a date in April. Just to, to put it out there in the in the first place, I'm going to have to take this episode a lot slower because... Understandable. That's hard. That's really hard to digest, isn't it? It's almost like you're in like an episode of a crime series, but only... Like when you hear those details, it's like it's it's almost initially not. It, it's like oh no, that like that can't be right. See, but that's because that's the thing. Because to you, it sounds like a crime episode, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, like you just said, and that was so perfectly thing. put. Yeah, mm-hmm. but for women, the majority of us, like this, this is real. Yeah, this is real life for women. This isn't just an episode. This is what we have to deal with. This is what we are scared of. This is where the fear is sourced. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like this, this is why. This is why it's such a bigger conversation. Such a bigger conversation. This is way more than just Sarah Everard, which is so sad because it should only take one person. It shouldn't even take anybody. Yeah. But for really to be in the spotlight, it should only really take one case. Yeah. This is just one of an unimaginable amount. Yeah, exactly. Of women being affected doesn't isn't even the right word. Mm. But there's not one word that can describe it because everyone's experience is different and unique to themselves within the same confine of just disgusting behaviour. There, staying on Sarah, there was a vigil for Sarah. Yeah. You know, and there was a lot of controversy around this. Um, They wanted to have an in-person physical vigil for her. Um, Understandably so. And to to be honest, um, off the top of my head right now, I, I because I'm, I'm just very emotional about all this, I can't actually remember if... The vigil actually was allowed to go forward, and that's that's the thing that went wrong. Or it was a pro. It was because I know that they had an online vigil for her, so I don't know if they wouldn't allow the actual vigil. But there was a protest, so I I don't know if the vigil was part of the protest or because the vigil wasn't allowed to physically happen, and it was told that it had to be online because of COVID regulations. Um. That's why the physical protest came about, but I want to talk about that. Yeah, well, I do know um, the vigil, the in-person vigil was not allowed. The police didn't allow it because it broke yes. the number, the COVID regulations. Yeah. Um, and obviously, women decided that that isn't right and mm-hmm. decided to take to the streets because yeah. something of this caliber. Although, you know, I'm, I'm very much caught in two minds about this because... Obviously, I want everybody to be safe through this time period. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's there's certain things that go on that take priority. Yeah. 
And in this case, Sarah should have taken priority. Yeah. I, I understand that it's COVID and, you know, we're trying to get through all these stages and stuff, but this hit the heart of half of our population. Yeah. And it should hit the heart of all. And yes. But for definite, I can say that it hit the heart of at least half of the population in the UK. Obviously, that half being the women. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if I lived in that area, I would have I would have been there. I would have been with you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um I I wanna just say this. Um there was a there was a a woman called Georgina. She was twenty twenty seven years old and she actually appeared on Good Morning Good Morning Britain on Tuesday. Um and she explained how she attended the vigil in mm-hmm. Sarah's memory. Before walking past a man who exposed himself to her later on in the in the evening of the vig- of the um see that this this is what I don't get so I think that there was something but I think this maybe was the protest. Um, the visual wasn't allowed to go on, but women decided. Sort of well, anyway. No, women decided. No, we're we're doing it whether you want us to do it or not. So it still it still took place. I Loki love that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Georgina, who, she was actually walking her dog at the time, um, she immediately sought help of a near, of nearby, uh, Metropolitan Police officers. And she says that a woman officer attempted to help her, but was silenced by a male officer who said, no, we've done enough tonight with the rioters. I, I want to let that sink in for a second. He said, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with rioters. And that's when he collected his colleagues and brought them to the van. Georgina said, I think that it highlights there must have been a miscommunication between what the police thought they were there to do, which in my opinion was to keep people safe, rather than break up what was a peaceful vigil. Um, Georgina has since reported the incident, exposure incident, and and says that it's now being taken seriously with two female officers contacting her about the offence and expressing disappointment that the officer refused to help her at that time, and they've apologised. The Met have also been heavily criticised over the way officers manhandled women who had gathered on Saturday evening to mourn the death of Sarah. Now that's serious. Like, have you seen it? I've seen the photos of it. I, I, I hadn't watched videos of the vigil. It's disgusting. Even this, even that small information. Yeah. In, in comparison to the entire, I'm going to call it an event. The vigil is an event. Yeah. I mean, that alone breaks it down. Is so. Not only is it a former police officer of the Metropolitan Police. Mm-hmm. That committed this crime, yeah, crimes, but that whenever people are trying to mourn and handle loss, grief mm-hmm. of, because this this hit is hit all women. This wasn't like mourning over one girl, over a loved one, that a close family member. Like this hit everyone. Yes, it did. And the fact that the police officer. In this one. So I'm going to assume that the police officer that rounded them all up was the woman's um, police officer, the female police officer's supervisor. Yeah. 
I would assume that because you, you only listen to your bosses in that mm-hmm. situation. And the fact that the police are turning a blind eye to crime. Yeah. Because somebody just exposed themselves to this woman. Georgia. Was it Georgia? Georgina. Georgina. Like that in itself. I mean, to be honest, as a man, that's disgusting that somebody could even do that from yeah. why they're there. I think that, that man who ever done that should be honestly disgraced with himself because that is beyond sick. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, women have to deal with this day in, day out. Day in and day out, women have to deal with that. And then it's like, men, us, so I have to say that. Yeah. Which at the point, at this point is honestly a bit shocking and disgusting that I have to put myself in the same area as this. Yeah. But us men are completely and utterly smoothing over the fact that this is happening. And it's like, oh, women are making noise again. No, this is Mm -hmm. not what this is. Mm -hmm. This is not noise. This is problems. This is societal issues. This is a crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. This is the most severe crime. This is murder. Yeah. But no, 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 no. No, it doesn't affect men, so why should we care? Doesn't happen to us. Who cares? Yeah, let me just whip out what I have in front of you because I don't, ca- I don't care. <sighs> and then the not all us type of people, the um. not all men type of people are like, well, I wouldn't do such a thing. So why, why am I getting painted with the same brush? See, I want to I wanna get into we'll, that. We'll get in into that later. But all those type of men are like, well, oh, 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 it wasn't me. I, I, would, I, would, never, I would never show show myself off like that. But you know what? How, how are women supposed to know that? that? This is literally the point. This is literally the point of... It doesn't make sense. It's just mm. a load of rubbish. I'm going to be really good and try and not swear as much as possible. Yeah. Because it shows anger and I don't like showing it that way. Yeah. But it is... Say what I show. I'm angry. It's yeah. I can't even finish that sentence because I don't know how. It's just like I have no words for it. Yeah. The people that think like that, the people that can just willfully go, "It wasn't me. I can't do anything about it." Sorry. It's like, oh well, we'll get into it later of how you can actually do something about it. Yeah, exactly. Don't be so vigilant. I wanna. I I just I just wanna talk about why why women are so upset about this because it's been going around of you know you hit it. You hit the nail on the head when you said like that this isn't just mourning a loved one. No. As as a female, as a woman, I feel I personally, I feel like I'm mourning one of my own. It's beautifully put. You are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is that Sarah was just one that got covered by the media. Mm-hmm. There are so many that don't get covered by the media, or have a story about her, but everybody cares much more about the rivalry between Meghan Markle and Kate. They care more about their rivalry than these women that are being sexually harassed, being kidnapped, being murdered. Being raped. Being raped, well, not sexual harassment, but yes. So I just, I want to, I want to talk about why why women are so upset and why women are so upset is because the U- UN women did the survey that we all know about. Yep, everyone's heard that of it. 97% of women aged, specifically aged 18 to 24. Let me just say that one more time so that people can actually realise this. 
young women who have just become women. 18 to 24. 97% of them have been sexually harassed. Was it not just women in general, rather than... No, well, this is the specifics, because I went into the actual survey. But if we break it down, 97% of women aged 18 to 24 have been sexually harassed, according to an investigation by UN Women UK. 96% of those situations were not reported. Jesus. With 45% saying it wouldn't change anything. Among those who said the event was not serious enough to report were women who had been groped, followed, and coerced into sexual activity. While 80% of women of all ages, 80% of women of all ages in the UK have said that they have experienced sexual harassment in public spaces. Do you know... But that is over 28 million people. Women. Women. Twenty-eight Over 28 million women. women. And you know when I say that number, nobody can actually picture that in terms of faces and heads among... Because, I mean, like, you're talking at a concert, there's 5,000 people. So you're times that by, like, a gazillion percent. There's no person on this earth that can fully quite comprehend of... 20, over 28 million women standing in front of them. Yeah. It's impossible. There's not enough space, one mm-hmm. open space, at least in the UK, to fit everyone there and to have them look at you and go, every single one of these women have went through what you've just described. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't actually put, you can't, you, the number, I can't even put a number because I like putting, I like putting percentages like that. Two numbers, so people, because people just hear 80% and go, oh, well, there's 20% that didn't, but don't understand that that 80% is over 28 million people. Women. Women. Yeah. Do you know, the sad thing is, like, I think women are so numb to this now. And I'll speak for myself, do you know what I mean? Like, we can sit and talk about this, and trust me, like, my blood is boiling. My heart is going 10 to the dozen. But I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked because I literally don't know a single woman in my life. I genuinely, hand on heart, do not know a single woman that I have ever met or been close to, at least anyway, that hasn't been sexually harassed, sexually assaulted. I have never, including myself. And that is why I am I am not shocked at this, and that is the sad thing. Do you know what I mean? The only the only people that these numbers are shocking are men because they are oblivious to what they do. Yeah. They are completely oblivious and even only half of men are actually shocked at this number. Sarah's case has left women feeling shaken, overwhelmed and especially angry. Why? Because it literally proves our fears are necessary. And everything we were told to dread growing up. We are being followed. We are being shouted at, touched and groped. And it needs to stop. It needs to stop. There is currently no law in the UK that fully criminalises public sexual harassment. Leaving perpetrators to get away with it. 
You can be, you can literally be fined for dropping litter in the UK, but not for harassing a woman or a girl in public. This is why we need to actually look at our legislation. The people that are supposed to be protecting us, the people that are supposed to be setting us in the right direction for generations and generations. But litter is worse to them. The consequence is worse to them than that woman just walking at a vigil to mourn and getting exposed. And more women at that vigil getting arrested. Yeah. For mourning. Yeah. We, worse still, Sarah's death is one of many, as we're saying, and as part of the internationals, international women's debate on the 11th of March, Labour MP Jess Phillips, who is actually the Shadow Domestic Violence Minister, read out the names of 118 women who have died since this date last year. It is something that the government does every year for National Women's Day, is read out every single woman that has been murdered via a meal. Yes, where a male, is the main a man has been charged and convicted as the primary culprit. Yeah, and that's convicted. So think of how many that aren't, that yes. can get away with it. Yes. And people are like, oh, but people don't get away with laws. Anything, any statistic you ever look at for women being raped, you just read any of that, it's like 3% of the cases actually end up being a conviction. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know what, you're right, That's that's not as bad as murder, but it's raping someone. Yeah. 97% of men get away with it. That's not right. And you know, women aren't saying that all men are rapists or that all men harass women. Like, that's that's not that's not what's being portrayed by women. It's the fact that there's the, the, the women don't get any help. Yeah. Or they don't get any support. Well, here's here's the thing, you know, like, we're we're looking at a situation where younger women are having to modify their behaviour constantly modify their behavior in an attempt to avoid being objectified or attacked. This this is what we're looking at here. Changing our behavior in order to stay safe. And you know, you can say, and you'd be right, that everybody has to do that. But a woman has to change their behavior in, in walking home at night. Walking home at night. Putting one earphone in rather than two. What they have to wear when they're going out. Yeah. What they're posting. What they're sending in messages to people that they're only starting to talk to through fear of it being taken the wrong way. It's not even it's not even just the fear of it being taken the wrong way. It's the fear of when it gets taken the wrong way that that person is going to do something that you don't want them to do. Mm-hmm. And that you as women might not be able to outpower that person. Yeah. That meal. Um, there's, a, there's a woman called um, Laura Bates and she's actually she's the founder of the Everyday Sexism Project. Not many people actually know about this project. Um, but she said that women were, were recognising the abuse they faced as sexual harassment, but it was unsurprising that they had no faith in an utterly broken system. Yep. Couldn't and that's what we more. have. Couldn't agree more. That's what Perfectly we have, fine. an utterly broken system. If you talk about whiff-whistling or street harassment in the UK, you're liable to find yourself on the front page of a tabloid being called a feminazi. Let's just let that little word sink in. A feminazi, okay? Right. They'll be accused of overreacting. 
So, of course, young women don't think that they'll be taken seriously if they come forward. The even fact that men think that that's, that's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't have, I, I don't, I, well, I obviously can, but I don't think I can, at the moment in time, have any more respect for women and how strong women are mm-hmm. and how brilliant that all of you women are. Yeah. And I just don't understand the thought mm-hmm. process that goes through. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand the thought process that goes through males that go, that whip whistle or cat call. Like, when will that ever work as a pickup line? Mm-hmm. And you know what the thing is? It will never work. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Males know that. But they just do it because they're egotistical, because they just like the fact that their ego will be boosted. And most of the time it will be done in groups of people, or at least everyone will feed off each other. Yeah. But the real the real assholes are the ones that do it when they're on their own because yeah. they think they're just they're just it. If you're a man listening to this and you woof whistle people, you're disgusting. You're honestly disgusting. You're making people feel like shit for no possible reason. You're making people feel scared for your own amusement and that is sick. Yeah. Sick. You know that you know there's actual uh neurological links from that to psychopaths? Mm-hmm. Neurological links. You have no emotion. It's emotional. Like psychopaths are people that have no emotion, don't feel any sorrow, and with whistle and cat calling are the smallest links towards that. So if you are a person of that, well done. You're even closer to being a psychopath. That's how sick you are. I love that. Just Thank take a look you. in the mirror. Stop being disgusting. Thank you for that. Stop acting towards women like they're nothing. Yeah. Like they're pieces of meat. Yeah. They can kick your ass just as much as you can, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, you're right there. Wake up. That um that everyday sexism project. Um, I want to I want to mention research that they did. Go for it. Because I I think it's really important to bring this research forward. You know what I mean? Like I I could easily talk without any research notes, just on how I feel about this and and personal experience and friends and family's experience. Um, but it's it's bringing these statistics in because there are so many men, so many men, that are saying that we are lying, that this isn't true. So oh. honestly, I'm I'm giving I'm giving the statistics, I'm giving the research, and I'm giving you where I've found it so that you can see that it's legitimate. Okay, like this this is what I'm doing here. So that everyday sexism project did research that found that 52% of women had experienced sexual harassment at work. 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 Okay. Um, That one in five who had reported it, one in five reported this in work. Three quarters said nothing had changed. After they had reported it. After they had reported it. Nothing had changed, while 16% said they were treated worse as a result of bringing this up. Now, this is a small scale of what is happening right now because it is mirrored everywhere. This is the issue. This is the issue that we are told as women to speak up about it by some really lovely, genuine men that actually care. They go, we, we want to hear. This, this, yeah. this is what we get as women. We get these people that go, we want to hear. We want to help. We, we've heard that it's a few of yous. And a few is too much. Yep. Open up. Tell us your stories. So we open up as the collective. Now, I don't know if it's because it's too much to handle. I don't know if it's because it was a shock. These men weren't prepared for it. But now we're being told that that's not true. We're being belittled. Now, 
for doing what we were asked. Isn't that ironic? Because isn't that what the patriarchy wants? They want the women to do what they're asked to do, what they're told to do. So we actually obliged and we did. We did do what the men wanted. We did. We followed the system that they have wanted and have trapped us in for the longest time. We did what we were asked, but they didn't like the result, did they? So what are they doing? They're trying to shove us back into the little cave that we were in. Tough shit. That's literally what I say. Tough shit. Because we're out now. And there are enough strong women to guide the rest of the women forward, not backwards. Because we are in that stage now. In my view, we are far from being equal, which is what we should be. You're right, we should be equal. But we are damn well on the road. Yeah. And we are not turning back yet. I was we actually will saying never turn to you, back. No, you don't. Um, we were saying, actually, before, when we were talking before the podcast, mm. I was saying that, you know, over human being, over the time of that human beings have been on this earth, to be a woman, the best time to be a woman is, is now. Because of the, as close, as this is as close as you've ever been to being equal in all accounts, in all cases. But that, we are nowhere near there yet. Yeah. Like, we, we've we've had, we've came in strides. You know, there's been definite improvements for equality. Yeah. No, for sure. But. Just not enough yet. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, to put it into perspective, into, like, a, an analogy, like, projects take time. You know, there's stages. There's, there's different stages to get through, and, you know, you're ever getting closer to the end. But this is life. This isn't a project. This is equality for human beings. Yes. This is equality for women. Yes. This shouldn't be a question. This yeah. should be everyone pushing. Because guess what, people? When everyone's the same, everyone benefits. See, people won't believe that, though. Yeah. But, like, men need women, and women need men. You might not agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in That's life... That's probably just anger in me, yes. but yes, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. to keep going. I mean, genetically, to keep well, yes. going, we need each other. <laughs> yes, that's but, true. I mean, at least my belief is that, you know, men need women and women need men. For yeah. a whole bunch of reasons. Yeah. Um, to, to Sorry, but to go back onto... Go for it. On, onto this topic, I just... You go for it. I, I think that the root of all of this is the normalisation of the idea that a woman's body in a public place is simply public property and that young women just have to put up with it. Um, We have to shatter, shatter, obliterate this, that normalization. We need, we need to shatter it through policy and in the press and through our conversations if we're going to make change. And, and change is needed. It is necessary. Yeah. It is abundantly clear that, like, we as a society cannot move forward like this. Yeah. Like, we cannot move forward thinking that the genitalia that male have mm. automatically makes us superior to because the women don't have that genitalia. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, even, like, just comprehend that. That makes no sense. No, it, it doesn't. makes no sense. But it's the same as like what you said in our in our last episode. Like, what? Just because we were born with a white pigmentation on our skin? Yeah. Oh, I'm better than any other pigmentation. Yeah. Any other color of skin? 
Who decided that? I'll tell you who decided it. The people... Oh, it was the people that got in there first. Yep. You know what I mean? They had the par. Initial par. Whatever the hell that means. Whatever the hell par really means. Because I couldn't give you a definition for it. No, I couldn't either. It's just an egotistical thought that you have something over people when you don't. And here, I'll give you a friggin', I'll give you a laugh. Go for it. Right? I don't know if you know this yet, right? This has just come out, okay, in the UK. Now the government have proposed they will put policemen. Men? Policemen. Not police officers. No, policemen. Dressed in normal clothes in nightclubs now. I'm sorry, but that doesn't seem to bloody add up. They're putting policemen. I hope that was In normal clothes. No, this this is legit now, right? In in nightclubs to quote-unquote keep women safe. I just want to get something here, right? I was talking to my mum and my nanny about this, about Sarah, about everything that's happened to her and many, many women. I know where you're going with this, and that's unbelievable. Ladies, you can back me up on this. As young girls that are that are growing up into our teenage years and starting to venture out into the world, you know, we're not in that little bubble of just our parents or a parent. We are told that if anything ever happens, we go straight to a policeman. That That's who you seek out. I grew up knowing that. My mum grew up knowing that. My nanny grew up knowing that. If anything ever happened, especially in a club. Yeah. In a club. Or if you're just walking out and about during the day, at night or whatever. If you ever feel unsafe. If you're being followed. If you've been groped. If you're being harassed. You run like blue blazes. And you find the closest police officer. That's who you find. Because they'll help. Because they'll help. Exactly. They're the ones that are... They they are the only other ones that were going to protect us other than our own dads. Mm. And some of us, not including me, but some some of us as women don't even have that. They don't even have their dads Mm. to protect them. So a policeman is their only hope. And this woman did what all of us are taught. She trusted a policeman. And what did she get for that? She lost her fucking life. Yeah. She lost her life for doing what we're told. What's ingrained in us. That that man's supposed to protect us. What, what men... Mean? See, well, this is what this means. What men don't realise what this means is... What men don't actually realise, because they're like, why are women getting so upset? This is... This is shattered. And I mean shattered. Our whole belief system now about who keeps us safe. About who protects us. About who we're supposed to go to. If I am being followed or harassed again, and I am to run up to, like, I, I, I have, I have been that girl. I have been that girl who was in that situation and ran for the policeman. But next time, the sad thing is, am I gonna run to him? I don't know. And if I don't, what is gonna happen? Do you know what I mean? This, men need to realize this. Not every single woman has been trained mm-hmm. in a martial art. Like myself. Yeah. Not every single woman has been trained to protect themselves. Now I tell you what, I can protect myself damn well. Yep. I have trained long enough and hard enough. But that also means that I am not stupid enough to think that I can take on anybody, any man. Mm-hmm. So I know when I need to run. And I, I, I need to get that armed police officer. But women now 
are thinking, is that where I'm safe? Because I'm not safe in the nightclub. We never have been. No. I'm not safe in the park. You're not safe at night. I'm not safe at night. I'm not safe on my own. I'm not safe at a party. But now I'm not safe with a policeman. I'm possibly not safe with a policeman. And this is this is the thing, like this is the thing about the whole not all men thing. I wanna break this down if you haven't already got it. It's it's literally human nature. We trusted all policemen to keep us safe in a situation like this. But now we know that there is the possibility that there are men within our police force that are capable, not only capable, but have done this to a woman who was walking on her own at night. That naturally plants that seed in someone's head when they look at any policeman now. Will it be or won't it be? Am I safe? Am I not? If you cannot put two and two together, I'm sorry, but I actually don't believe that you should be allowed out in public around people if you cannot get the link between. If you are that focused on trying to protect yourself, well, I would never do it. Well, I would never do it. You seriously, you need to take a seat and just try and put two and two together here. Yeah, because I can tell you within the right circumstances, you absolutely 100% could do all those things that you're scared of doing. Because any one person can actually do anything given the right circumstances. So stop pretending like you can't do it. Because what you can't do is actually put yourself in the mind frame of what has to happen for me to actually go down that scary path. Because Mm. it is possible. And you may not believe that. But with everything that I've learned so far, and everything that I have read and am currently reading... Literally any human being, man or woman, is possible of absolutely anything. Agreed. Yeah. Because our brains change every single day. Yeah, they do. And, you know, I, I I want to try and put the whole concept of her walking down the street into the same perspective of, of a fella. Nowhere to the same to the same pressure that a woman has. But just because I know I have pressures, just to put it down and so people, the men might actually be able to associate with it. So this is to all men. This obviously applies to women as well. But when when we walk down the street and we're on our own and we see a group of four or five fellas walking towards us, I'm going to speak for myself, but I know my, my blood pressure rises a bit. Mm-hmm. And I start thinking, okay, what, ha- what, ha- what am I going to do if something kicks off? Women feel that everywhere. Yeah. If not all the time, the mostly most majority of the time, which doesn't make sense of how much that is. Yeah. That feeling of walking and going, oh, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen here. And guess what? Fellas, how many times has something actually kicked off? Almost never. Yeah. But it only takes one, doesn't it? You don't know if a bee's going to sting you, but you won't wait around to find out. Yeah. But all bees look the same, don't they? They sound the same. That's brilliantly put. That's really brilliantly put. So, stopped being willfully blind to the problems at hand. Yeah. Because we are, you know, Speaking, we are directly linked with it. We are the problem. I am the problem. Yeah. Okay. I know I I have to some degree accepted that. No, I know I'm not a bad person. But now I know that women don't know that. Mm -hmm. And that I need to make it abundantly clear. Yes. That I'm not that. Yeah. So, you know, if, if, if men could bring it in their hearts to maybe cross the road 
if you're walking behind somebody and your silhouette is in their view. Oh, yeah. Just cross the road. You yeah, don't need wanna, to be on that side of the road. I want to get into that in a minute. Yeah. Well, sure. then I'll, I'll not go. I'll not go any further. <laughs> go for it. Yeah. No, I just, I, um, I, I really, I really need to bring this up as well, because it's not just. I mean, what happened with Sarah Everard has changed women's view on on the police force. Something dramatically. Something dramatically. Yeah. But disgusting. I want to. <laughs> I want to bring this in to remind. Everybody, remind the men why us women don't trust the government to save us, okay? I just want to bring this up. As well as more policemen now being dressed in normal clothes in nightclubs, they have now just passed a bill that if you deface a a public statue, you get 10 years in prison, okay? You get 10 years in prison if you deface a public statue. Um, but if you rape someone, if you rape someone, it's five to eight years in prison. And, you know, people think about that statement and, you know, some people automatically think, oh, wow, really? You want you want statues to be less? No, 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 no. That's not what Rich is getting at. Mm-hmm. You can question say if I'm wrong. But you're saying that it is unbelievably disgusting that raping someone is less important than somebody defacing a statue. Not that defacing a statue shouldn't be 10 years it's that raping somebody should be much longer than 10 years Agreed. if that it doesn't even get 10 years that's the thing if somebody rapes someone in the uk they don't even get 10 years and i'm trying so hard not to swear this is this this is not this is not it makes no sense but i'll tell you who it makes sense to the man that passed that bill that's who it makes sense to. Well, but I have no words. I don't. I just what? There is no words. Yeah, exactly. There's. That's who it made sense to. Because we we know it's publicly known, but the media and and our government are so closely interbred that it doesn't come out. But we know that there are people in our government that are supposed to be keeping us safe. And as I said, directing us in the right path. And we know that they have sexually harassed people. It comes out all the time. It does. But then it gets covered up. So w- would it make sense for these men who have sexually assaulted people, who have sexually harassed, who have raped people, do you think that they would put themselves in that position where they would be put in prison for that long? No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. So that's just a reminder about why women are so angry at the government. It's just a little reminder. 